podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Uh, First Things First is a production of First Baptist Church Shallow Water, and each week we get to meet people from our church and talk and from our community and talk about things that matter to us in the church and town and all around the world. So uh, today our guest is Jackson Abney. Uh, Jackson is a recent member at First Shallow Water, and so we're really excited to have him. Many of you out there probably haven't had a chance to meet Jackson yet, So, uh, but this is your amazing opportunity. This is it right here. Jackson, uh, why don't you tell us all a little bit about yourself? Hey, so like you said, my name is Jackson Abney, and uh, I've been a member here at Shallow Water for about a month, maybe two months, and uh, it's really been a cool experience so far, and I really like the community here. Uh, I'm married to Annie. She works at the front desk. She's the office administrator, so some of you have probably met her before, but I really like getting invested in a new community out here in Shallow Water, and it's been a it's been a blast so far. It's a fun town, man. You know, you're 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 from uh, where are you from? New Home, is that? Oh uh, yes, said? sir. Yeah. New Home. Yeah. So uh, New Home, which is a town kind of similar uh, to Shallow Water, a little little town kind of similar, not as good, but uh, <laughs> much smaller but, yeah. too. <laughs> right for now, it's growing yeah, right. like crazy. So, uh, but but we're super happy to have you guys out out here, and uh, and excited for everybody to get a chance to meet. Uh, Jackson. So uh, it's neat to meet people who are kind of at different stages in their life at First Shallow Water. You know, some of these uh, podcast interviews will have people who have been a member for 20 something years and sometimes is a, a new person, you know, here. So uh, so uh, I guess maybe from your perspective, I mean, one of the main reasons why you came here is because your your wife started working here. But uh, but what 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 are your what's your impression so far? Like, what have you liked most about being a part at First Shallow Water in your in your short time out here? Uh, well, I really just like being invested in something new because uh, I'd been going to the same church for a good while, like eight or nine years, and you know things change over time, and and uh, getting married and having job changes and trying to finish school and all these things. It's been a good transition to transition into something new, a different church than like I grew up with my parents. You know, yeah, kind of like making making church something that's just exclusively mine and my wife's not our our families that both went to our previous church. So that's right. been really cool and. It's just this has been a cool experience so far. Your life is kind of at a point of transition, so this was kind of a natural yeah, moment for, for you guys to kind of strike out on your own and do something new. So Annie is your wife, and you guys have a dog too. Is that right? Yeah, we have two dogs. Two yeah. dogs. <laughs> okay, do you got to tell us about the dogs? Uh, we got two dogs, Snoop and Frankie. They're Snoop and Frankie. Oh, Snoop and Frankie. Snoop. Excuse okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both golden doodles, and they. Uh, not smart dogs, but they are happy dogs. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> I just want to point out that you have you have Snoop Dog. That's I just want to point that out. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was Annie's idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not named after Snoopy. He's named after the Snoop. Yeah, right. D O double G, correct? The, yes, D O double G. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, halftime of the Super Bowl. You know, Snoop Dogg. Oh, Dog. that's, that's right. right. I forgot so, about that. Yeah, good times. Good times. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, Jackson, uh, I'll tell you what. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about your faith story? Like, um, how, how did you come to Christ? What was going on in your life? Uh, share a little bit about your journey in your faith. Um, well, my story starts like a lot of people that grew up in church forever because my grandfather is a pastor. Mm. My father was a pastor for a good time. And so I kind of was like in church every single Sunday from birth till now you know right so uh, that's a whole different you know situation than a lot of people but uh it took me a long time to realize the gravity of it all and to actually make it something serious you know so mm. i was kind of going through the motions a lot i got baptized when i was about like seven mm-hmm. seven or eight and uh honestly the main reason that i did get baptized is because my younger brother 
got baptized before me and I right. was kind of like uh I'm supposed to go first you know so That's that was right. that was a lot of my motivation truly and yeah. I don't believe that I really understood what was going on right. or really even cared to that was the main thing I was kind of just there to be there because I had to be so um after I I was in a really small town at that time too so yeah. moving to the Lubbock area a lot more opportunities we started going to a church in town a really big church and uh that's what I, I entered a youth group for the first time because at my church growing up, it was the youth group was me, my brother, and my sister. So right. it was interesting to have people my own age pursuing uh, Christ and trying to like live out faith and all those things that I've never really seen from my peers before. So mm-hmm. uh, that was really when I started to take things seriously and in high school, I would say. And uh, actually, Michael, the student pastor here, was my student pastor or an intern, actually. I've known him that long. But wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a good relationship with him. I was the annoying kid in youth group that tried to bother him as much as possible, yes. pretty much. Yeah. And okay. that kind of turned into a friendship. And he was my like a mentor for so long. And at this point, we've played enough rounds of golf together that I would say he's probably just a friend. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, he probably that's looks up to me it. now. Yeah, that's how you measure <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. How many, how many rounds of golf have we played together? That's yeah, probably know. like 500. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so um, was there like moment in your journey like a a a time when you a moment where you felt like hey you know now is the time I'm gonna I'm gonna this is this is for real this is me being serious or was it just kind of something that happened over the course of uh, of a lot of time how did did that work for you I think that the first time I experienced a really emotional time like a d now or something Uh uh, I would say probably d now when I was a freshman in high school yeah is the first time I had like an emotional experience you know where I felt like everything was different like it felt real you know in the moment it feels so real and those things Mm -hmm. and that's when I started to like think a lot more Mm -hmm. and probably over time in that first year I started to really process like hey this isn't just like Sunday school and check out kind of thing yeah like I started to really like connect the dots between life and church at that point so I think moving into like the latter years of high school uh, I was trying to I was active in like FCA in my school and stuff I was trying to be more of a light in the darkness than before I was just kind of, you know, there. I was there for, because it had to be. Mm -hmm. That was most of my time before that. So moving into D-Now and camp and those kind of things is really cool. And and then after I graduated, I became an intern. I worked for Michael. So uh, that's whenever I think my faith kind of like had to take action because I I wasn't really seeking that out. It just kind of came upon me. He offered it to me. He was like, hey, I need a guy intern. Uh, Would you be interested? And to be honest, I didn't even know that the interns like got paid. I thought they were just volunteers. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't really have to, I have to work from, you know? And then he said, oh no, it's a job. And so that's kind of how I came into that. It was really organic, but that was whenever I kind of put the rubber to the road, I guess, and started to really like try to serve people and do things that I thought were right and make changes in myself to act accordingly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that early in your high school career is when you feel like you really surrendered your heart and your life to Christ when you understood yes. what that meant. And then, and then the, the journey was after that was more about how do I live this out? How do I, you know, how do I probably, that's a journey that we're all on <laughs> right. all, all beyond for the rest of our lives, I'm sure, you know? So, all right. So you grew up, uh, your dad was a pastor. You you said he was a pastor at, at churches before. Is that right? Oh uh, yes, sir. Uh, we lived in a really small town called Garden City. Is like near the Midland area. It's very far into the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> <laughs> people aren't just lining up to be a pastor at a church of like thirty people. You know. And, yeah. Right. And right. Uh, God always provides, and there was always someone there. But for a time, uh, my dad's a history nerd, and he's a he knows his Bible and he knows history, and he's a teacher, so he's used to talking and. 
they were kind of like, hey, our pastor's leaving. Do you want, can you fill in? Like, we have nobody else. And so he filled that role for a time, and then it's, (laughs) after a while, he looked around, and it's been, like, three or four years, and he's been the pastor every Sunday, and they said, well, do you wish want to get ordained? Like, do you want (laughs) to, like, will you serve, you know? And so it was kind of a accident, because he was still a full-time coach, and that was his, like, that's his career. But for, I think, eight years, he was the pastor, and yeah, so he, he had a good run with it, and I know that he kind of misses it. And moving into Lubbock, he was a Sunday school teacher at that as a church much bigger. And he uh-huh. had probably, I think his Sunday school class was bigger than the congregation of the whole right. church <laughs> before. So <laughs> so he kind of still got that role going. But he uh, he was officially a pastor. You know, he did a few funerals and weddings and those kind of things while he was over there, too. So yeah. so, so at, at Garden City, first of all, that's it's remarkable for a pastor to be at a church like that for eight years, but also for a coach to be in a town for eight years. You know what I mean? Like, th- so <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of times coaches have to move around quite a bit. And so that, so that was, you had kind of a, a childhood where you were in one place for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Garden City was like kindergarten to middle school. Wow. And then I moved to New Home here, uh, basically in Lubbock. is like 10 minutes away. So right. I, I moved there from high school until... You know, I moved into town when I became an adult. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so, so, and now you're going to school, right? You're at at Tech. Yes, sir. And trying to finish up at Tech. Yes, sir. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then after you get finished, you're thinking about something in the medical field. Is that right? Uh, Yes, sir. I don't know exactly what at this point, but I just, I've worked in there a little bit. I worked at UMC for a little while and I know that's where I'm supposed to be. I just don't really know how it's supposed to look yet. Yeah. So that's a, there's so (laughs) much in that, that this time in your life where you're trying to figure out, there's so much stuff that you're, you know, trying to work through and, and, and try to get down. So I get that. That's a, uh, I think a lot of folks could identify with that, you know, part of your story, you know, for sure. Because <laughs> a lot of folks are, that's where they're yeah. living too, try, trying to navigate and trying to decide what's next. And, you know, you feel all this pressure because you're like, well, this has to be the whole rest of my life, you know, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It is. So uh, it's kind of a, it is a tough time. It really is an interesting uh, period. So, and a newlywed on top of, how long have we been married? <laughs> We've been married, uh, Almost a year, not quite. I do, you're, so you're listening to the podcast. You can't. You guys can't. Couldn't see that Jackson actually looked at his watch <laughs> when he, he was. Yeah, I had to check the date. Married. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think once we get to March, that'll be a full year. So okay, we're almost right. there. Yeah, you're getting close to one yeah. year. Yeah, she hasn't got rid of me yet either. So that's good. I feel pretty good about it. That's good. All right. So, so in your first year of marriage, wh- what do you feel like is the biggest thing that you've learned so far as a husband? Um, I think that I've learned, I'm kind of a lone wolf by nature. I'm like a figured out myself type person. And so asking for help from anyone is not something that I do easily. So depending on someone entirely has been a learning process. And I find myself so often (laughs) trying to do things the way I always do. And then realizing there's another person to, you know, not only consider, but to like make every decision with. Mm -hmm. So that, that's been the biggest growth in me personally, because, and it's so much better. I see I see so much benefit and fruit from that, and it's a huge blessing in my life. And just having a partner and having someone to accomplish things with and to work together and to lean on through all the, you know, ups and downs of life. Yeah, I could, man, Amy, my wife, is wise in <laughs> ways that I am not, you know. And so, so one of the awesome things about being married is that you get that, right? You have this you know, this other person who uh, who's able to step in in places where you're weak and, and have knowledge in places maybe where you, where you don't and, 
and uh, and and really help you know to guide your lives together. You know, you really fill those mm-hmm. roles for each other, which is you know awesome. So th- that's a really cool thing about being married for sure. Yes, sir. So, so talk about um, maybe some moments in your in your life so far. I know, uh, you know, uh, just some moments in your life where you felt like the Lord was working the most. Some situations that you really felt that the Lord's hand was in the most. What are some of those milestone moments in your life? Um, well, growing up, I was—I mean, my dad was a coach, so sports were pretty much all I cared about up right. to that point. And so, when I was a senior, uh, basketball is what I loved the most. And when I was a senior, uh, I played two games of basketball, and then I went up for a pass to catch a pass and landed wrong and tore out my knee. Man. And that was kind of the end of my athletic career, very abruptly. And at that time, it felt like everything in my world was crumbling down, you know. So. I had spent all my time, I spent all summer, you know, eating right, working out, all those kind of things for that season that mm-hmm. I I sat on the sidelines and watched. I watched my team break the school record for wins on the sideline wow. and that yeah. kind of stuff. And my brother was a uh, sophomore, and so we didn't get to play together. We only played together for one year and that kind of stuff. So right. that was my, like, my lowest point at when I was young as growing up. That was low, and, and I saw through, like, the process of physical therapy, I always say that uh, – my therapist named Waylon, he's he's a great guy. He <laughs> he was like a, a real therapist for me more than a physical therapist right. because my body healed fine. I was young and healthy and you know, it, it wasn't a big thing and I was I was used to working hard and working out, so I healed fine, but mentally I was not there. And Waylon showed me and he's a Christian and he would uh, kinda not supposed to, you know, talk about your faith with you know, patience, but we had a lot of honest conversations and he, he pointed me to Christ at all the times whenever I needed to. Mm. And so that was whenever I realized the value of like helping people in need, you know, cause mm-hmm. at that point I had no idea what I needed to do with my life. Sure. And even still, like I said, I don't know a ton, but being in that, you know, in the hospital on the bottom floor of covenant doing rehab, you know, day in day out, like three or four times a week. And for, it was a six month process. And yeah, I, I grew so much in my faith just by having to depend on God. And Waylon was the one that kind of pushed me in a lot of ways too. And and even physically, like I couldn't walk. I, I for it's the weirdest thing to, you know, be used to running every single day. I ran cross country. I ran miles every single day. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you can't even stand up on your own. Like wow. that that was a yeah. big hit, you know, mentally for me. But God used that to turn it around. And now I think that my whole life is really like dedicated to that like that field. Yeah. I started out thinking I wanted to do physical therapy and even I'm still, I'm thinking different now just because of what I've experienced in that. But I know that there's something for me to do in that capacity, in a medical capacity, because whenever you're hurt or sick or any kind of ailment that comes your way in a hospital room, there's a a mental toll that you can't really describe unless you've been there, you know, and so many people have been there and know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I think that, like, my purpose here is to, like, be a, a middleman for that, you know, because so, right. many, so many doctors and nurses truly are just very blunt, and that's not always what people need to hear. No doubt, and some, yeah. some doctors aren't blunt enough, and that's not yeah. what people need. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that God gave me a perspective on, on what it takes to, you know, help people get through that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a bit more on the mental side of things, you know, but right. that's been a huge area that God has kind of showed me a purpose that I have in a, a place to, to serve, you know? Yeah. I think it's fascinating how, you know, you have this person for you, uh, who, who was a Christian who was just faithfully like living mm-hmm. out 
his life in it through his profession and trying to take opportunities when they came to him, you know, to to encourage and to minister to people. And and that interaction of just a, a you know, a guy who's working his job and trying to be faithful really had an impact on you spiritually in, in mm-hmm. some profound ways, you know. And and we all kind of have that opportunity, no matter what our job is, right? We there are people who are coming into contact with us who have all kinds of needs and all kinds of struggles and and if we're willing to just be faithful and allow God to use us in those moments, who knows? You know, who knows what kind of encouragement we could be to somebody? That's man, that's cool. So, um, so going through that, like you know, I I get it because your your all all of your thoughts and 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 energy, especially your senior year, to have that all just kind of ripped out. That that had to have been really really traumatic. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was kind of devastating at the time, honestly, and. Looking at it now, it was the 100% the best thing that would have happened to me because I was I was destined to be a high school hero and that was going to be the peak of my life if, right. if I didn't have it ripped out for me. And yeah. I see that now and I wouldn't have it in any other way, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also around the time, like I said earlier, that I became an intern in the youth ministry with right. Michael. And, yeah. and so I kind of was able to direct all that that God was doing into me in directly into service. You know, I was able to see that and and just put it to use, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's like one thing led to another and going on. And at the time, it's crazy that that's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, but at the time, it felt like it. And then I look back and think, like, God was just <laughs> just warming me up, you know what I mean? Because there there's storms and things that come throughout life, and things change and get worse, much worse than losing high school sports, you know? Much right. worse than that. But yeah. that felt so big, and I think that that was where God kind of introduced me to the real world and and showed me that there's power in the name of Jesus and that I can depend on that and get through anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. And direct yeah. it into a positive thing. We're in, we're, you know, there's a series that we're doing at, at the church called Enough. And, and we're really talking about, you know, insecurities that we often have, all of us have. We all walk around with these insecurities and uh, kind of navigating what does the Bible have to say about those insecurities that we have and those things that we deal with, those questions that we have about ourselves. And, and, and I'm sure whenever you're, you know, whenever, whenever you you have this thing that you've invested so much time and energy in, and it was kind of a place where you got a lot of your identity from, right? A lot Absolutely. of your self-image, and, and when that's gone, you know, I'm sure there's some questions about like, well, who even am I? You know, what I, this thing that I do all the time is gone, and I can't do it, and. How am I supposed to navigate that? Was that kind of part of your 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 journey there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think my faith had been real for a couple of years, but then that was the first like test. Like you have right. to really like, do you, did you mean it? You know, uh-huh. you you say this, but do you mean it? And that was whenever I got to, or I had to put it to the test, I guess. Right. Yeah, it's amazing our faith, how our faith is formed in those moments of adversity, and mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes these things that we think are these core pieces of our identity when when they're removed we discover that god is at work in all these other places in our lives that we didn't even know like you know for you you're working as an intern at the church and you're sharing your faith through being an intern and and all because this thing that w- you were so invested in was gone you know mm-hmm. which is uh it's fascinating that the lord does that you know <laughs> right. so uh, so you learn so much about yourself sometimes going through those those hard times but that isn't not to minimize them because they're yeah. really painful and difficult, but, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about right now? Like w- when you look at your life right now, and you've talked a little bit about you know your your what you've learned from being a married person, and but but what do you feel like the Lord is teaching you the most 
about himself right now? What do you think you're learning the most about God and God's character in your life right now? I think that um, for a good while now, this season of life has been a, a training and dependency on God. Like I, I've re- I'm seeing so many areas that I don't feel like I'm enough. And and uh, the concept of just, you know, our daily bread, like Jesus, where he teaches us how to pray. He says, yeah. you know, give us this day our daily bread. And And for me, I get so worked up on like what's next and what do we have coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster with all these things. You know, getting married was was great, and since then it's just been like here's reality. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, right after that, everything's <laughs> falling apart. It seems like, but just thinking about what do I need for today and focusing on that. Yeah, and I feel like that's what I, I feel so many times that I don't think that I can provide what I need, mm-hmm. and and that's not what I'm supposed to do. Like I've had that lesson taught to me over and over again that God is is enough and more than enough and I always will have what I need and every day God will provide and I need to trust that so I would say trust and dependency is kind of what I've been yeah coming I, through. I keep hearing you say that like you know all throughout this time you've talked about you know the very first at the very first you're talking about how learning to depend on somebody else that there's this other person <laughs> in your life when you're married that you're having to depend <laughs> on but you keep coming back to that those words trust and and dependency so where it sounds almost like um, maybe that's a place where you've kind of struggled in the past. Maybe you've had, you know, kind of kept people's arms linked and not been able to <laughs> trust. So what do you think that's about? Like where where do you think that maybe comes from? Where why trust is such a is such a big deal for you? I don't know. I'm the oldest of my siblings, so okay. I don't. You know, I'm ha- I was kind of the. How many siblings? Do you have? I have one brother and one sister, so okay. they're both yeah. younger than me. And growing up, it was it was always different. You know, my my mother has a lot of. Uh, struggles and she's been through a lot of things that left her incapacitated a lot of health problems things yeah. and, and my dad had to kind of pick up the slack at times and and their marriage wasn't good and they're divorced now so that was a, a rocky road all the way through and I think that because of that I'm just I'm not super willing to let someone else do something I always think I have to do it my way and you're right that is a pattern and a, a problem that I've kind of faced up to this point and probably always will that I have to trust especially trusting God and let something happen for me instead of trying to make it happen right. because like a lot of us find out whenever I do it on my own I usually don't like the end result <laughs> you know but then every time I think oh I can do it this way I can do it better um, right. I've always been that way yeah. and so having that trust and dependency is not easy for me but I think it's what I need the most you know trusting in the Lord tr- to provide trusting that Annie is cares about me and is trying to help me you know if we ever disagree or you know whatever we're going through just having a having an open mind to that I'm not the only person in the world that knows what's going on you know right and that there's a lot of help and opportunities and things available to me if I just let go of my clenched fists and let something happen Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's cool because God's led you to into these places like at your former church where you had you know, a lot of connection and a lot of mm-hmm. friends and your relationship with Michael, for example, who was speaking into your life and serving as kind of a mentor. And then um, and then with Annie and then bringing you here, you know, you're really learning to be in community with other people. Yeah. And, you know, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that as we are here at Shallow and getting more invested too, that's something that I need to continue to grow in is like, you're right, making new connections and having that trust established because I'm, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm a, a lone wolf by nature and mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to trust people I just want to stay to myself you know yeah, and yeah. so branching out and you know volunteering and things that I'm looking forward to doing uh-huh. require me to trust someone else and to 
be some be with someone else you know not just do it on my own so yeah definitely is a i think hopefully a good season to to grow in that area sure yeah absolutely well uh i feel like you know uh, just as we as we kind of shared a little bit and it's been awesome to get to know you since since you've been here so i've known i've known annie obviously for a long time but uh, but i haven't known you so it's been really fun to get to know you and and hang out with you and uh, and it's clear that God's at work in your life. You know, he's, he's, you know, revealing himself to you and that you're really growing, growing in your faith and in your journey. And uh, so it's been awesome to get to know you. And it's fun for all the folks who might be listening, all, uh, you know, all, all, uh, all of the tens of people who are listening <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> right now. So uh, get, get to know a little bit about a uh, little bit about Jackson. So, so not a coach, you d- never coaching. Your dad was a coach, but uh, you never thought I'd like to be a coach. Well, I did think that. And then I thought about having to be a teacher too. And that's kind of where I was at. Right, <laughs> right, right. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of just being in a classroom. I'll say that. The sports. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. And yeah. even then, I love my dad did what he was called to do. I believe that, mm-hmm. and that, but it did lead him to be gone a lot. Sure, you know, yeah. I mean, they're always busy, and so as a kid, when I was like, man, my dad's never home, you know, that kind of led me into the headspace of I, I want a job where I can be home at night. Sure. So that's always been something. Yeah. Like honestly, that's been my number one priority. Before I kind of found anywhere to go, I sh- I want a job that gets me home at night. I want to be able to sp- spend time with my family and you know kids one day. I want to be there when they want me to be there, sure, you know, when, yeah. when I can be there. And I don't have any hard feelings to him doing that, but no. it's just what he was called to do led him into a different area that I'm wanting to pursue. And sure. I'm, I still don't have a plan or direction, so I'm open to that, you know, but that's my desire to yeah. be home. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. I, I was a musician, and <laughs> at one point, you know, uh, early on in my in my music career, like I, I, I saw Amy and Carson – see six days out of every month on average wow. for, for two years almost two years a year and a half uh six days out of every month so uh so that was rough man you know mm-hmm. i was doing what the lord had led me to do but but that was a sacrifice that that my family made and that i made and and it was hard and uh and so as much as i enjoyed doing all that i was glad when it was over because you know it was good for me to good for me to be with my family you yeah know, for sure Absolutely. And I, there's not really anything that we do that's more important than you know than that. Uh, apart from our relationship with God, our relationship with our family is the number one, number one thing. So, all right, but your family right now, Annie and two dogs. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it right now. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, well, the Lord, who knows? Uh, the Lord may be uh, doing something in that part of the world too. So <laughs> we'll we always pray about that. So, all right. Well, Jackson, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, if uh, if uh, uh, if you see Jackson around the church, make sure you make sure you give him a high five, say hello, and uh, we're excited to have you on the on the podcast. And uh, y'all, thanks for joining us out there in podcast world. Uh, join us this same uh, time next week, and uh, and we'll see you we'll see you then. Have a great week.